the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. As this is a church that exists to help people like you find the real life you were created for. Today we continue with this series called The Contrarian's Guide to Real Life. Pastor Sean, quite the contrarian himself, goes into part two of this message called Contrarian Wisdom. Now, the notes to this message are available at reallife.org, along with the complete podcast of this series. Again, that's at reallife.org. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you have your Bible handy, as this is Real Life Radio. The Apostle Paul wrote a letter uh, called Colossians. If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn there? I want to begin at Colossians chapter 2, because there were some teachers that were trying to take this church a different direction. They were trying to take them away, honestly, from the contrarian way. They were trying to take them away from the center being Christ Jesus, okay? Jesus was the center of everything. That was Paul's trying to teach him, and they're trying to pull him a different direction. So in Colossians 2, beginning of verse 2, Paul writes this. He says, My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart, the people in the church, may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The mystery. Our faith isn't some one, two, three step A, B, C. There's a mystery. And he says it's found in Christ and in him is hidden all wisdom and knowledge. I tell you so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments. Skipping down to verse eight. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies, which depend on human traditions and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. In other words, another wisdom. He goes on to tell him all the fullness is in Christ. It's all about Jesus, life, salvation, everything. He says the world and its powers have been disarmed because of Christ. And then in verse 16, he picks up because of that reality. He says, therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. Don't let anyone judge you. In other words, it's wrong to let those religious critics be your judge. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you For the prize, such a person goes into great detail about what he has seen, and his unspiritual mind puffs up with the notions. He's lost connection with the head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Echoes of the book of Ephesians. Verse 20, now listen to this. Since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why, as though you still belong to it, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, These are all destined to perish with use, 
because they are based on human commands and teachings. It sounds so much like what Jesus was saying about the Pharisees. They clean that outside of the cup, but they're missing the point, which is internal. Now listen, such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom. I like that phrase. It is possible for things to appear wise and not be wise. They indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. They're of no value because they miss the main point. They miss the whole thing. It's the appearance of wisdom versus the substance of wisdom. Now, Jesus, in his own life and ministry, describes the secret to walking in wisdom. He models it for us. Listen, John 12, 49 and 50 says, I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. This is Jesus Christ. You remember walking on water, raising the dead Jesus? And he says, I don't do anything on my own. I I got a different wisdom. I listen for the Father. And he leads me. I don't do anything on my own. He models the secret to real wisdom. But not only that, he says the same thing is available for you who will follow me. In John 16, verse 13, listen to what he says about the Holy Spirit, who we know resides in us when we put our faith in Jesus Christ and become followers of Jesus. He says, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, listen to what he'll do. He will guide you into all truth. He'll not speak on his own. He'll speak only what he hears. And he'll tell you what is yet to come. See, the source of wisdom is the spirit, the spirit of Jesus that we have in us. And that spirit is available to every one of us. Here's the main point. If you're taking notes, write it down. Real wisdom is God's wisdom. And it's radically different from the world's wisdom. Would you say that with me? Real wisdom is God's wisdom. And it's radically different from the world's wisdom. That is such a basic point, but yet it's fundamentally practical and it's one that we totally, absolutely miss. Real wisdom is God's wisdom and it's radically different from the world's wisdom. See, listen and hear me on this. The world has a wisdom all of its own and is based on certain assumptions. Now, now here's the point. Um, We reject these assumptions and yet we accept the wisdom based on those assumptions. We reject their assumptions, but we will pattern our life after the wisdom that comes from those assumptions. The world has certain beliefs and assumptions that we say, no, 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 there is a different reality. There's something different. And the world's wisdom comes from their paradigm, their worldview, their framework. And we as Christians would say, well, we have a very different framework. And yet, when it comes to the regular stuff of life, money, houses, relationships, marriage, family, all the stuff that we handle every day, we pattern our behavior after the world who's building their wisdom on assumptions that we go, no, no, those aren't our assumptions. So we've got a disconnect. And it's killing us. God's wisdom is totally different. Real wisdom is God's wisdom, and it's radically different from the world's wisdom. A couple ways that that wisdom is different. Number one, wisdom sees what others don't see because it looks where others don't look. 
Wisdom sees what others don't see because it looks where others don't look. Everything we do is built on this idea. There really is a God and he loves us and he cares about us. And that has practical implications every single day. I believe in him. My life is built on faith. The problem is most of the world's wisdom is built on fear. Stop and think about it for a minute. Most of what the world calls wise is fear-based. It's based on fear. And we are from a different framework. Scripture says perfect love casts out all fear. Jesus, the Word tells us routinely, fear not. We are not supposed to be driven or operating from a platform of fear. And yet that is exactly what the world's wisdom is really all about. One of the areas that that manifests is in the area of finances. Uh, that, and, and honestly, finances is a big deal. It's more than just your checkbook. Finances is how we provide for ourselves and how we protect ourselves. Think about it. Think about provision and security. We spend a lot of our lives thinking about finances and provision and protection. And the world's paradigm when it comes to finances is all based on fear. You want a classic example of this kind of paradox, this different way of looking at things. Think about our principle of the tithe, our stewardship understanding that says we believe God wants to be Lord of everything, so I take the first fruits, the first 10% of what I have, what I make, because I'm God's, everything I have is His, and I give that to Him. And then I have this fundamental belief he is real and that i will do better i will prosper more i will get more done i'll have more of an impact i'll have more left over at the end off a of 90 percent because i'm now in covenant with god than i would have had over 100 percent. and the person in the world you know that's why first corinthians paul says the wisdom of god seems like foolishness to the world they're like um it's called math and 100 percent more than 90 every time well if there is no god and if he really can't work on our behalf, and if he really doesn't empower us to have blessing in all the areas of our life, including finances, then I suppose that would be true. But we have a different paradigm. We truly believe that when we, we tithe, we covenant with God, and we, our finances becomes this illustration of a whole life, and then, then we have this confidence and faith to give God, every area of our life, our relationships, our kids, our, our work, our career, all of it, because we go, oh my gosh, it's better off in his hands than it is in mine. But that's a totally different paradigm. That's a faith paradigm, not a fear paradigm. How about eternal versus temporal? The eternal versus the temporal. See, we recognize that the stuff here on earth, is not the whole picture. It's very real. It's given by God. It's a blessing. It's a part of our life, but it's just not the full extent of our life. We realize that we're not just dirt. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. That's our physical frame, but we recognize there is a part of us that makes us alive, that makes us real, that is eternal. It's our spirit. And so we view everything through that eternal paradigm. versus temple that changes how you view the world inward versus outward focus and this ties right into what we talked about last week don't focus on how things appear focus on how they are 
You are listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church right here in San Antonio, Texas, as we take a short break in this message called Contrarian Wisdom. If you have to leave right now, you can hear this whole message and series at reallife.org and download the podcast when you click on the Sermon Archive link. And while you're at reallife.org, please notice all the great summer events you can do with your family, including family movie night. Something new includes River City's Creative Arts Camp, where your child can experience programs like art and photography, drama, music, and dance programs. And don't forget about Vacation Bible School, which is happening in late July. And of course, we also hope you visit the church, as we'll be right back in one minute with more from Pastor Sean Azaro and the conclusion to this message, Contrarian Wisdom, right here on Real Life Radio. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. River City's called A Church for Real Life, and we've been in San Antonio helping people discover the life they were meant to live for the past 13 years. I'd like to invite you to check out our new 1 p.m. service at our Redland campus. It's the same great music, practical biblical teaching, and ministry for all the kids, just at a new time for those who like to get a little later start on Sunday mornings. Another new feature of this service is translation headsets for our Spanish-speaking friends. River City Redland is located one half mile inside of 1604 on Redland Road and Jones Maltzberger. Our Sunday service times are now 8, 9.30, 11.15, and 1 p.m. River City is a multi-site church and also has campuses in New Braunfels and on the northwest side of San Antonio. Go to reallife.org for location and service times. We look forward to meeting you and helping you get connected with others on the road to real life. This is real life. Welcome back, and we return to Pastor Sean Azaro, River City Community Church, in this series called The Contrarian's Guide to Real Life, as this is Real Life Radio. Solomon, wisest man to ever live. 1 Kings chapter 3. Remember, he asked God for a gift. God said, I'll give you whatever you want. Ask. And he says, I want wisdom and discernment. I want to be able to, to lead and carry out justice. And God says, I like that, Solomon. And he says, because of that, I'm going to, I'm, uh, you didn't ask for riches. You didn't ask for all these other things. I'm going to give you the wisdom that you want. And then I'm going to bless you with riches. And you're going to be, your name's going to be known. There will be no one wiser than you. Well, you, you remember what happened right after that. A story, two, two women who lived together. They were prostitutes. They come before Solomon. And the first one says, I had, I had a child. And three days later, this woman had a child. And we lived in the same house. And there was no one but us. And in the night, that woman's child died. And she took that, her child and placed it by me. And took my living child. When I woke up in the morning to feed my, my son, I realized it wasn't him. And the other woman stood before Solomon and said, That's not true. That, the living child is mine. And so they're arguing in front of Solomon. What's he to do? Well, you remember the story. Solomon goes, Bring me a sword. He says, We'll cut the child in two and you each get half. Now we go, Oh, that's just crazy stupid. Okay, what an obvious, you know, psych. Yeah, no, not so much back then. King could do whatever he wanted. And if the king was annoyed, by these people taking this time, that might be the very thing a, a wicked king would do. And child sacrifice was fairly common in some of the pagan nations around them. So it wasn't like us looking at that story. And the story says in 1 Kings 3 that the woman was horrified, the, the real mother, and she said, no, please, please, let her have it. Just save my son. And the other woman, her response was, well, you know, then, then I won't have it and you won't have it. Fine, cut the baby in half. And it was kind of obvious who the real mother was, okay? And Solomon gave that woman the child and it says everybody marveled wow that is wisdom see what he did was real wisdom looked beyond what was kind of on the outside and looked at the heart of the matter 
You see, um, we need to get that kind of wisdom because in relationships, people do stuff all the time. And God's wisdom will allow us to look beyond the what, what they're doing to the why. Because you might have someone who hurts you. And you go, why do they do that? Wisdom. Lord, show me why. Show me what's going on inside. And God will show you. Something annoying. God, why are they like that? Ask God. Get wisdom. And all of a sudden you see the why behind the what. Wisdom looks beyond. See, real wisdom is God's wisdom, and it's radically different from the world's wisdom. A second truth about this wisdom is the proof of wisdom is the fruit of wisdom. This is so huge, I can't believe it is so uncommon to so many people. The proof of wisdom is the fruit of wisdom. Jesus was always being criticized by the religious leaders of his day. They said they would say, you know, God, he does what he does through the power of the devil. They'd say he's a false teacher, all these things. Jesus said in Matthew, uh, excuse me, Luke 7, beginning at verse 31. He says, to what can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace, calling out to each other. We played the flute for you, and you didn't dance. We sang a dirge, and you didn't cry. And Jesus says, for John, Baptist, John the Baptist came, and neither ate bread nor drinking wine, and you said he has a demon. He says of himself, of Jesus, the Son of Man came eating and drinking. And you say, well, here's a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And this phrase, verse 35, listen to this and, and l listen well. But wisdom is proved right by all her children. All of these ideas that we throw around, which lead to behaviors, they all bear children. They all bear fruit. And that's why Jesus said it in another passage, Matthew 12, 33. He said, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For the tree is recognized by its fruit. The test of wisdom ultimately is its fruit. And folks, understand, every teaching, every philosophy, political ideas, religious ideas, they all bear fruit. Fruit takes time. It's not automatic. It's not fast. But you watch long enough, and the fruit will tell you what's really behind the teaching, the politics, the religion, the ideas. And we sit and argue over arguments. And when all we got to do is stop back and go, well, let's see. Let's see the fruit. I've often said this, this nation is so divided here in the United States. And I'm very concerned about the political divide because it's so deep and so ideological and it's really connected to such big things. I'm like, where's this all going to end? And I would love to resolve this liberal conservative thing. And I think the only way to do it, draw a line right at the middle of the country and have a liberal USA, LUSA, and a conservative USA. And let people live wherever you want. But one side is going to be ruled and governed by the ideas, the philosophies, the behaviors that are taught and advocated in the liberalism. And the other side can do the exact same thing with conservatism. And I'm like, then we don't have to argue anymore. Let's see what 50 years brings. You guys are snickering. I've never said which side I'd live on. <laughs> but think about it. When you start talking like that, you start talking about that behaviors always have outcomes. Ideas always create behaviors. Behaviors always have outcomes. It's like, it's not that hard. Used to be that you, you, states were kind of like that. States had that kind of deal, but with, with kind of technology and communication, the federal government has very much kind of begun to control more and more what the states do through finances because we're taxed and then the, the states are given funding. And if they want to have certain funding, which they need to operate, they have to comply. So you have more of a homogenized 
kind of environment happening because a lot comes from the federal government. Used to be you could go to states and you could figure out the difference. You could look at how the states fare. Look at state economies. What's the, what's the environment? You want to know the fruit? Go look at what's happening. I mean, we so much want to argue over arguments. Stop it. Ideas create behaviors. Behaviors always have consequences. You can't escape it. It's the law of the harvest. You reap what you sow. And wisdom is proved by its fruit. That's the deal. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I will say, uh, one thing you have to know, fruit takes time. And so you do have to wait. It's not an instant fix. You know, it takes time to see things like that. Real wisdom is God's wisdom and is radically different from the world's wisdom. Third and last, I'll wrap with this. God will grant wisdom to anyone who will receive it. God will grant wisdom to any who will receive it. James 1, 5-8 says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generally, generously to all without finding fault, and it, what is it? Wisdom will be given to him. So ask God, he'll give it. Wisdom. But listen, but when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. What are we, what's he asking for? What's he talking about? Wisdom. The guy who doubts the wisdom that he gets is kind of thrown around. That that man should not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. That's kind of alarming there. For he's double-minded man, unstable in all he does. What that's saying is, you want wisdom, folks, ask the Lord. Ask him. He will reveal it. He will give it. He's not stingy. But if you intend to blow him off, then do not expect... God does not talk just to hear himself talk because he likes the sound of his voice. When you ask for wisdom and God gives it and then you blow it off, two things happen. One, next time you go, God, I want you to speak to me. He's going to go, well, I already did. Just do that last thing and then we'll pick up from there. Another thing happens, my heart begins to get hardened. I literally begin to get a callous hardened to where I can't hear his voice. One of the primary reasons we can't hear his voice is if we're walking in knowing disobedience, it's very hard for us to hear the voice of God. The scripture says, just ask, he'll give wisdom. But don't blow him off then. Because the wisdom doesn't do any good if you don't apply it. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Doesn't do any good to know the truth, fill your head, if you never let the truth set you free by living it out. And so, very practically, I want to close with with just just a couple very practical ideas. If you're like, okay, I believe you. It seems like God has a wisdom and it's different from the world's wisdom and I want God's wisdom. Okay, sweet. Where do I get this wisdom? I want, I want to challenge you. The, the first is through the word and prayer. Become people of the Bible. The Bible is chock full of wisdom. It is absolutely full. Proverbs is a book of wisdom. But the whole book is the wisdom of God revealed to man. Become a person of the word and a person of prayer where you're communing with God, talking to him about the word. Lord, Lord, and, and talk to him about what you got going on in your life. God, I got the situation at work. I'm not sure how to respond. Lord, I want your wisdom. And go to the Word. See what the Word says. You'd be amazed at how specific it will get. A second way to get wisdom, and maybe especially if you're kind of new and listening to God's voice, seek godly counsel. In other words, find someone who's been walking with the Lord a while, and you see the evidence of godly wisdom in their life. Now, what's that evidence? 
fruit. Yeah, there you go. Fruit. The evidence of God is good fruit. You, you like what you see in their family. You like what they see in their career. You like their priorities. You like what you see. And so they're a person of God. And you, you sense that, man, they've got something to say. Go ask. That's why we do everything in groups. You've got to get in group life. Because you rub shoulders with godly people. And when you need wisdom, ask. Someone who's got to talk to the Lord through the word and prayer and seek wisdom. And then bounce it off of godly people who you trust and who you know. You'd be amazed at the wisdom that God brings. You've been listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church. We hope you found some wisdom that's free for the taking. And all you have to do is ask. And that's according to the book of James. As next week, we'll hear the next part in this series called The Contrarian's Guide to Real Life with a focus on marriage. But you're invited to visit reallife.org where you can download and podcast this entire series. And of course, you're also invited to visit River City Community Church, located at the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Redland Road, about a half mile inside Loop 1604 on the north side of San Antonio. And if you'd like to call the church, the number is 490-5262. As Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church, We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. River City's called A Church for Real Life, and we've been in San Antonio helping people discover the life they were meant to live for the past 13 years. I'd like to invite you to check out our new 1 p.m. service at our Redland campus. It's the same great music, practical biblical teaching, and ministry for all the kids, just at a new time for those who like to get a little later start on Sunday mornings. Another new feature of this service is translation headsets for our Spanish-speaking friends. River City Redland is located one-half mile inside of 1604 on Redland Road and jones Maltzberger. Our Sunday service times are now 8, 9.30, 11.15, and 1 p.m. River City is a multi-site church and also has campuses in New Braunfels and on the northwest side of San Antonio. Go to reallife.org for location and service times. We look forward to meeting you and helping you get connected with others on the road to real life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.